name permanent loss is an incredibly important part of understanding cryptocurrency and decentralized finance. Unfortunately, it's also pretty complex and, in my opinion, is one of the most difficult topics to understand, which is why I have created this video with a lot of resources and examples to help you understand what you need to know about impermanent loss. Hey everyone and welcome back. This is the Part-Time Economist and in today's video we are going to be taking a look at impermanent loss. Now for those of you who may not know what impermanent loss is, it's a unique phenomenon in cryptocurrency DeFi lending protocols in which you can make money but actually kind of lose money at the same time. I know it's confusing but don't worry we will explain all of it. So just to give kind of a complex definition Impermanent loss is a unique phenomenon of AMM, which is Automated Market Maker, based cryptocurrency liquidity protocols in which it is possible to lose money by providing liquidity versus simply holding assets. And I know that sounds super complicated, but the basic idea is that you can earn money by lending cryptocurrency, but you can actually be worse off than simply holding the assets. And that kind of goes against a lot of what we understand in finance. So if we think about finance, and let's suppose I'm an investor, anytime I want to invest, I do so with the expectation of making a profit. If I buy Bitcoin, I hope Bitcoin goes up. If I buy a house, I want my house to go up. If I buy gold, I want gold to go up. Now, if I simply buy an asset, I put it somewhere safe. I'm not really doing a lot with that. It's relatively safe to put Bitcoin on a cold storage wallet and not do anything with it. However, let's suppose I want to make just a little bit more money. Well, I can do that by assuming a little bit more risk. So instead of simply putting my Ethereum on a cold storage wallet, I can lend it on a DeFi protocol. As another example, I could provide liquidity and facilitate trades between cryptocurrencies and because I'm assuming more risk, I want more of a profit. I want more of a return. So this concept of impermanent loss actually goes against that to a certain degree because what can happen is even though we're taking on more of a risk by providing liquidity to these protocols, we're actually worse off than simply holding the assets. So that's the basic definition. If you're relatively new to cryptocurrency, the key thing that you need to know about impermanent loss is that in some cases you can be worse off by providing liquidity to a decentralized exchange versus simply holding the assets in your wallet. But for those of you who want more of an in-depth look, more of a greater understanding of the concept, I do want to explain that as well. So let's suppose that we have got Sally here and Sally's been in cryptocurrency for a while and she has some Tether, which is a stable coin and basic attention token that she got from watching ads on the Brave browser. Now, she's pretty happy with her cryptocurrencies. Her basic attention token is slowly going up in price, but she says, you know, this is kind of boring. I want to make a little bit more money. And what Sally finds out is that there's people that like to trade cryptocurrencies and she can make money by providing cryptocurrencies for them to trade. So if you think about any kind of trade, there needs to be a buyer and a seller. Well, what Sally can do is she can deposit her cryptocurrency into something known as a liquidity pool. And basically, whenever anyone wants to trade a cryptocurrency, they can put one cryptocurrency into that pool and take another cryptocurrency out. 
And for facilitating those trades, Sally is going to get a fee of a little bit of each trade that goes through that pool. So Sally thinks to herself, this is pretty cool. I like this idea. So what she does is she deposits $100 worth of the Tether stablecoin and 200 basic attention token valued at 50 cents each into this pool. Now, right off the bat, I do want to point out a couple key things. Because these DeFi protocols, these lending pools, decentralized exchanges, all of these things, because there is no one specifically in charge of them, they work on algorithms. So part of the functionality of that is that Sally always, always, always has to deposit equal amounts of both cryptocurrency. Now, when I say equal amounts, I mean in dollar terms, in value. So the tether here is valued at $1. She puts in 100 By definition, she's got to put in 200 of a crypto that is worth $0.50. Cents. If instead of $0.50, cents, basic attention token was $0.25, cents, how much would she have to put in? She would have to put in uh, 400 of that to make it equal. So she's got to put in equal value ratios. And this is key to understanding impermanent loss. Because when she puts those assets into the lending protocol, she does not get a receipt for 100 Tether and 200 Basic Attention Token. Rather, what she gets is a token that says she owns a 10% stake in that pool as a whole. So if the ratio of the assets changes, it doesn't matter. She's getting 10% of whatever assets are in that pool. So let's just do a little bit of an example. And let's suppose that time goes by and what happens is the price of basic attention token, it goes from 50 cents up to a dollar. Now, what you'll notice is because people are wanting to trade, remember that's the entire point behind a liquidity pool, because these people are wanting to trade, if the price of basic attention token goes up to a dollar, they're going to remember and they're going to say, I remember Sally's liquidity pool. Right there, I can get basic attention token, but I only have to put in 50 cents worth of tether. So people will come to Sally's liquidity pool and they will start putting in tether because they know they can get basic attention token for 50 cents, which is less than the market price. What this does, more and more tether comes into the pool more and more basic attention token leaves the pool. And over time, what this pool does is it causes the ratio between these two tokens to be equal. So it slowly, it doesn't happen right away, it slowly increases the price of basic attention token up to a dollar. So it was at 50 cents, it slowly adjusts that. Now, as it's adjusting, it's getting more and more and more tether into the pool and less and less and less basic attention token. So at the end of the day, what's going to happen is, remember, the way these systems are set up is the value of the two assets has to remain equal. So we've got equal values between tether and basic attention token, but the quantity, that's the key, the quantity is not going to be the same. So let's suppose a little bit later, Sally says, you know what? It was cool lending my crypto, but I actually need it for something. So she remembers she has a 10% stake in this pool. So what does she do? She goes to deposit that 10% token and get back not 
her $100 tether, not her 200 basic attention token, but rather 10% of whatever assets are in the pool. Well, at this time, it's a one-to-one -one ratio because remember, the price of basic attention token and tether is now equal, so the ratio between them will be equal as well. If basic attention token was double the price of tether, well, there would be half as many. If it was two times the price of tether, there would be half as many. If it was um, half the price, there would be double as many, right? So the ratio of the value is going to be the same. So what she does, she redeems her 10% liquidity provider token, and she gets back not what she put in, but 10% of the pool. So what she's getting right now, what we can see is she's actually going to be, oops, let me go back here. She's going to be getting back 141.4 to Tether and 141.42 basic attention tokens. So remember, she put in a thousand of one, two thousand of the other. She gets back a different amount. Now, she still made a profit here. She has made $282.84, which is still a nice profit. It's more than what she put in. And you're probably thinking, part-time economist, we're talking about loss. How can she be losing money when she's making money? This is where the concept of impermanent comes in because what we're really doing with impermanent loss, we're not comparing it and saying she actually lost money. We're saying that she lost out versus simply holding her tokens. So if we go back, yes, when she redeems that liquidity provider token for 10%, she does give back uh, basically $82 more than she put in. However, let's suppose that she didn't do anything at all with this liquidity provider token. She just kept her uh, 100 tether. She kept her 200 basic attention token. At the end of that, she's going to have $300 in value. Why is she having that? She's having that because she had more of the basic attention token, right? So she had more of that that was at a higher value than she did with the liquidity provider token. So it's again, this is actually not my calculator. I will leave a link to it so you can try it out for yourself. But the idea here is that she is actually worse off by assuming that additional risk versus what she would have been if she simply held on to her assets. Now, why do we call this impermanent? The reason we call this impermanent is because this is a function of the divergence in the price between the two assets. So let's rephrase that. If both assets go up by the same amount, the ratio between them is still equal, she's not going to lose out. However, if one asset goes up more than the other, or if it goes down by more than the other, the prices of those assets begin to diverge. And what you can see here, again, this is not my graph, it comes from a Binance article, I believe. It shows that there's actually an impermanent loss regardless of whether the price goes up or down. There is still a loss. However, key point, if the price goes up, but then that ratio gets back to realignment before Sally redeems her tokens, she doesn't actually experience that, uh, that loss because yes, the ratio may skew one direction, but if it gets back to the same ratio by time she redeems her tokens, she won't experience that because there's really no divergence in price. On top of that, we do have to consider Sally is earning those fees, right? So anytime a trade goes through her liquidity provider pool, she's getting a cut of those fees. So let's pretend that the price just, it diverges by 
2%, right? It diverges by 2%. However, she's earning all these fees on all of these trades that are coming in. In that case, she might actually come out ahead simply based on those fees. And what I will do is I'm going to throw up an article uh, that kind of estimates what percentage of people um, actually come out worse off with this impermanent loss. Um, I'll leave it up here on the screen for a couple minutes so you can look at it, and I will also link it in the description below. But the key point here, just to really remember, is that number one, impermanent loss isn't necessarily saying you automatically lost money. Rather, it's comparing a hypothetical to simply holding those assets. So Sally, in our example, she had $200. She came out with $282, which gained her money, but she still lost, I guess it would have been about $12 versus simply holding those assets. And it's really a function of this AMM asset ratio changing. So again, it's something really re really unique to these cryptocurrency DeFi protocols. And this is just looking at a two asset example, right? If you want to start talking about balancer where they can have multi assets in each one, that could get even a little bit more interesting. So as always, I do hope the video was useful. I hope it answered some questions. Obviously, it's not financial advice. I'm trying to explain how this works, right? It's a key concept in decentralized finance. And the fact that I mentioned basic attention token or tether, uh, the reason I did that was just because the prices were easy to work with, not an endorsement, not telling you to run out and go buy them. So with that being said, thanks for watching the video. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you next time.